This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. But I want to start this morning by talking about vaccines. And I need to get straight to my first guest because he's about to get on a train. But anger and confusion are increasing over the rollout of the COVID-19 vaccine after it was revealed that family members of staff at two Dublin hospitals and construction workers in Chile all received a vaccine ahead of frontline workers. Cork East Labour Doll Deputy Sean Sherlock joins me to discuss his concerns about the vaccine rollout. Good morning to you, Sean. Good morning, Patricia. And you're welcome uh, to the programme. Now, some will say that the hospitals were right to use up the vaccine rather than waste them when they were at the end of their vaccination. They realised that these they, these spare uh, vaccines. But there's this whole, and I don't know if you've got any understanding around it, this whole issue around leftover vaccines. Yes, and that caused uh, the situation that you've just described uh, in in those hospitals in Dublin and indeed in Munster as well. And we now are faced with a situation whereby frontline workers, community pharmacists, dentists, hospital staff are still waiting for their vaccine. And it is completely unacceptable uh, that that is the case. And it points to the fact that the hospital groups were supposed to be managing this and as I understand it, a protocol was put in place uh, last week or possibly the week before whereby it was stated by the public health teams that you know that you bring in additional people to ensure that when doses are given out uh, that there are people there uh, who can take the excess supply who are on the front line and that clearly didn't happen. Uh, the question now arises from an ethical point of view, if you will, or from a, a moral point of view is those people who were given the vaccine inappropriately, will they now be bumped up the queue to get the second part of that uh, Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine? And will that now displace frontline workers again? And, and has I that been think, clarified? It hasn't. And I, I, I listened very carefully to the minister last night on, on prime time. And he stated now that there is a delay, you know, they anticipated that the AstraZeneca vaccine, uh, you know, they were hopeful that they'd have an early supply of that, you know, by, if I interpret him correctly, by mid-February. We don't know if that is the case now. So the concern I have, and I'm speaking for community pharmacists, I'm speaking for dentists, for, you know, anybody working within a hospital setting who is not... uh, a frontline healthcare professional, porters, administrative staff and so on, who, who might have some exposure. 
they're the people now that we have to be concerned about. They're the people that we have to see a definitive timeline for the rollout of the vaccine for those people. And that doesn't exist at present. And it goes back to the point that if the hospital groups are managing uh, the rollout, then the question arises as to who within the hospital groups are managing that rollout. And is it a case of, well, we have spare supply here and sure, look, we'll give it to such and such a person. That sends an awful signal in ter- to, to people who are vulnerable, who are carers. You know, the, the amount of carers who listen to your show, Patricia, who will be wondering, and, and they're contacting us as TDs and you know, public representatives to say, like, can you tell me, please, when I'm going to get the vaccine? And, and no I, one, I, no one can give I them a date, yeah. I can't give those, you know, people a date. And it's really frustrating. And even if you had a a, a time range, uh, then that would give people at least some comfort because there's light on the horizon. Now, I've no doubt the vaccine will come. But at a time when, you know, you have this new variant now where community transmission transmission is so high it's presenting a worry and even though people are locked down at home a lot of carers still have to get out they're worried about going to the shops they're worried about doing the day-to-day stuff that you need to do to keep life and limb together and you know to and and similarly with pharmacists and and, and dentists and and other frontline professionals well there's there is this huge urgency but i mean even even when you talk about the frontline workers in the hospital i mean even on the papers today the nurses at the maternity hospital in uh, limerick they're still waiting on their uh, vaccines and they're very annoyed because they would come under the university hospital in limerick they're deciding who gets the jabs there and it turned out there was that admin staff and management who got it. Now they defended it saying that the admin staff uh, were dealing with you know patients face to face but the hospital group couldn't say how many were not frontline staff who managed to get the vaccine and then you have the nurses over in the maternity w- units n- not being vaccinated. I mean the, it, the whole system needs to be uh, looked at because there needs to be transparency and it needs to be fair. It needs to be seen to be fair. It needs to be fair, it needs to be transparent, and there needs to be an ethical basis for it. So if your public health policy says we have to vaccinate the people who are closest to the patient, then you have to follow that through. And it goes back to what I was saying about, you know, if you if it's left to the hospital groups to manage. So, for instance, the South West Hospital Group manages the hospitals in the Cork area, in the Cork region and into Kerry. If it's left to them to do it, then you're going to have situations like this where people will inappropriately be vaccinated and those who uh, are still frontline workers in other hospitals, in other groups, won't. And that's why Alan Kelly, to be fair to him, you know, has been calling for somebody to take charge of this. It could be an independent person. It could be a, you know, somebody like a Tony Holohan type figure. Well, is it Minister Oshin Smith meant to be in charge of all of this? Well, I, I don't want to speak unkindly of any you know, dull colleagues, but I think this is a, a job for somebody who has an expertise in logistical planning. And we've seen how, for instance, the army, and this is just a personal view of mine, we've seen how the army, the defence forces have, you know, worked with people in terms of testing and in terms of, you know, uh, you know, the, the public health effort. And 
if you're talking about logistics and logistical planning, this is what this is about. And there are no better people than the Defence yeah, Forces that's a good to point. do that. That's a, that's so, a good point. Uh, reading in the papers again today, hospitals in the South, we've had a disproportionate larger number of COVID-19 vaccines than anywhere else in, in, in the country. That's good news, isn't it? Well, well it's, it's good news if you're being, if, if we're kind of flying the flag for the South. But what you want to ensure is that if you have a system that is uh, working properly, the rollout happens consistently across all of the regions. And, uh, you know, we, we have to go back to the point that was made about pushing the minister now for answers in respect of mass vaccinations. And we spoke about this last week, Patricia, where... Like when we go down to the age cohort and the various categories of people to be vaccinated, we need definitive timelines and we need to have sight of what the minister uh, and the HSE is planning in relation to the rollout. Because what I don't want to see happening is when I don't want to see somebody who is in, we'll say, the, the 70 plus category in Ballyhooley having to wait longer than somebody who's living in you know, Bally de Hob, who's in the same category. There should be a consistency of approach and ensuring that it's applied equally so that there isn't a major lag time. You know, you'd accept a matter of days between that age cohort, you know what I mean? For all but won't of... that all depend on how many vaccines arrive onto that's, our shores? And that's the rub. Therein lies the rub because we need the vaccines now. We need the European Med- Medicines Agency you know, we, we need that release of vaccines and that effort has been coordinated at an EU level. The questions will soon arise over the next week or so as to the when. The pressure is coming on the minister now as to when are we going to receive those vaccines and he has not been able to answer that definitively to my mind because what he had said on, on television last night was that it would be, you know, he, he's hopeful that it would be mid, uh, mid-February. Okay, I'm watching the, the clock because I know you've got to get, get on the train but Katrina in Formoy wants to know would Sean like to see teachers vaccinated so we can get schools reopened? I, I would ultimately. I'd like to see everybody vaccinated. I, but the, 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 the straight answer to that question is that if you, if you want to uh, ensure that the most vulnerable are, uh, you know, vaccinated in terms of those whose immune systems are, are compromised. But the current issues around, for instance, access to special education you know, the, the debate that's happening at the moment and with recent events in the last 24 hours, I can see both sides of that argument because I deal with both sides of that argument. I deal with the SNAs of the teachers and I deal every day with families, with children who have additional needs. And there was an opportunity in the last number of weeks for the minister to delve deeper into, you know, working through a system. And I don't think that happened. I... I had uh, conversations with principals who had access to the uh, to the um, webinar that took place on Monday, where what they heard was the message coming from uh, Dr. Glynn was that those people within the 20 to 50 cohort, which is typically your SNA or teacher, that there is an element of community risk. So how do you balance that element of, of risk where if, as Dr. Holohan says, you're going into a controlled environment for six or eight hours, but beyond that, you, the environment is not controlled within the community. It still presents a legitimate risk for, for anybody working within the school community. But it seems to me 
that what we need to do now in relation to ensuring that teachers, to speak to that person who, who texted in, is to ensure that a teacher can go back into a safe environment, that the parent feels that they're safe, the student feels they're safe, and everybody working. And, and, and the only way you do that, I think, is that by ensuring that you have an adequate supply of the vaccine so that it, the mass vaccine rollout can happen. Can happen yeah, because there, there is this sense that the children and their families have been forgotten in, in all of this discussion about whether the special needs schools uh, will open or not. Just on one final point on the, on the vaccine. When we had uh, Gabriel Scali finalising the report into the Zavital Check scandal, the one thing that he found was that there was plenty of bodies involved in the service, but he couldn't find anyone who was in charge. Is that the similar problem that we have now with the rollout of the COVID-19 vaccine? There's just not one person in charge. And it goes back to what what we've been calling for is one figurehead, one person who is the identified, identifiable person on vaccine. I, I don't think Stephen Donnelly, Stephen Donnelly himself said that it's not a matter for him, it's a matter for the HSC. So that's an abdication to a certain extent of responsibility. I think if you had an independent, objectively minded, uh, you know, person who was put into that role to manage all of the logistics around that, I think that's the way to... that public You build public confidence around that person in the way that public confidence has been built around the likes of, you know, Ronan Glenn and Tony Holohan and people like that. And, and, and people then will kind of assess what they're saying. But if it's a political person, and if the political person has, you know, stating on the public record that this matter for the HSE, that, to my mind, if I was a minister, I, I don't think I'd be... You'd like to take ownership of an issue if it's within your bailiwick and you'd suffer the things and arrows that come your way if you make mistakes. You can't abdicate that responsibility. So therefore, I think the bottom line here is that you do need an independent person to manage this. That's the only way you're going to build public confidence and you'll prevent the issues arising such that people inappropriately are receiving the vaccine who shouldn't be receiving it. Okay, we'll let you get on that train. Listen, we appreciate you taking time out to talk to us, uh, Sean. Thank you for that and thanks for joining us. Uh, Stay safe. That is uh, Cork East Labour Doll Deputy Sean uh, Sherlock. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.